And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by the Crypticore Petting Zoo, great for weddings, birthdays, and the end of the world. Previously on What Is Not. We were locking it up so that Mildred, the probably evil librarian, wouldn't get the key and get into the secret room. We have instructions for Elvis to contact us when Mildred's on the move. We could take one of our phones, start a live stream, and then watch it on one of our other phones while down in the basement. It's like a big square cage. It's got multiple ways to hold creatures here. And the door swings closed and locks you in. Oh, never mind. Never mind. I'm good. No, no secrets over by the jail. When you turn to see what is tumbling down the stairs, you see that it is the body of Elvis. In the sand of the Mojave Desert in California, off historic Route 66, sits a small desert town called Baghdad. We have some ancient prophecy that something bad is going to go down in Baghdad. It's a town of shadows and secrets. Things aren't as they seem, but we're still not quite sure what's going on. Where bumps in the night aren't the house settling. Trying to find answers. And the monster under your bed lies in wait for your foot to leave the safety of your covers. My mom used to tell me all these weird stories about monsters, but I didn't really believe anything she said because, you know, that's crazy talk. It's a world where cultists spend their days pushing papers at the DMV and their nights summoning ancient creatures from the dread beyond. Seeing maybe something happened down at Cryptocore. The expert. Susan Donaldson. The town vet. The freelancer. People call me Beth. Hunting is sort of just like a business that I'm in. The deathless. Bruce the zombie and his father cast a spell to bring him back. The initiate. Donovan Elaine, part of an ancient order of monster hunters. The Monstrous. Zeke Solardier. He works for Cryptocore, which is his family's corporation. It's a town where it's very hard to tell what is real and what is not. Welcome to Baghdad. What killed him? Is it is what killed him in the library? Or is it about to come down? Mildred, I run up to Elvis to see if he's for sure dead, if there's anything we can do. Somebody close the door. It's too late. <laughs> Bruce, close the door. Close the door, Bruce. Elvis is not dead. He is simply unconscious, but he is pretty badly banged up. Oh. Oh, okay, well, still, my close God. the door. <laughs> You hear footsteps coming down the stairs. Oh. <laughs> Beth, grab the guns. And around the corner at the landing, you see these two fat squat legs coming down the stairs. Oh. There in the doorway Umbridge. is Mildred. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> All right. Time for a boss fight. <laughs> is are we boss fighting now i think so right time to roll to kick some ass <laughs>
I guess we could let her speak first, but I'm pretty sure we all know where this is going. Mildred looks at you and goes, oh, see, this is so much better. Oh, God. I was hoping for the key, and not only did I get the key, but I got the door open, and I got an ultimate bacon cheeseburger all at the same time. (laughs) How much time has passed? Since we've been in the basement. Does Chili's have an ultimate bacon cheeseburger? (laughs) They do. (laughs) (sighs) What do you want? How long has it been? Uh, It hasn't been long, but it's also a very small town. And just for clarity's sake or for full disclosure, I had a time thing going. And anytime you got a seven through nine, I marked off one part of it. Anytime you got a 10 through 12 i didn't touch it but anytime you failed i marked off two. Oh well well we had a lot of failures so that's how the timing worked <laughs> it seemed fast because we failed so much we yeah. did fail quite a bit when you guys planned it you were talking about like it's only probably about 15 minutes away and you spent some time trying to turn off the alarm and then all of these things were failed so you could just assume that it was taking you longer than you expected it to take Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, so I do yell at her. I'm angry. What do you want? I'm furious. She says, well, I did want the key, but ultimately I simply wanted to get into this wonderful room and all its little secrets. Bruce quickly eats all the crypto O's so she can't have any. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. We can just leave now. There's nothing left that's important here. Zeke wants to ask her what secrets there are that she's looking for. Well, if I told you, they wouldn't be a secret now, would they? Can Zeke exert his mental dominion over Mildred? You can try. Alright, let's do that. Oh no. Does he get a bonus to that while he's a uh, panda? I don't think so, no. No. When you Regular people will follow your orders. Um, Alright, well, let's see. Let's go for... Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> two plus one equals three. And Ooh. then a lot of roll plus charm. Um, and I have a <laughs> and I have a negative one for charm. So that would be two. Um, Might as well just die now, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this poor man. <laughs> Do you shift back into Zeke form before you do this, or are you staying the red panda? Well, I was thinking to stay as the red panda, you know, for extra intimidation factor. Oh, yes. Very intimidating. So scary. <laughs> Using its cute factor, it tried to charm Mildred. Mildred was not impressed, but you actually take one harm from trying to dominate her because it feeds back on you. Oh, poor panda. This is not going well. All right. Zeke scurries back into the kitchen to see if he could find something to eat and make him feel better. <laughs> so so Bruce was contemplating making some rice and offering it to Zeke, but then he was like, is that politically correct to, to feed a panda rice? He <laughs> 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 was really torn on that one. There's a conscious Elvis in the doorway, but Bruce is pondering the political correctness of serving rice to, like, I just, I see him just really 
struggling in the back corner of this room yeah, was- as to whether he should be doing this or not. That was tough. Unbelievable. Zeke just goes and grabs a jar of peanut butter out of the cabinet, opens it, and sits in the corner and just paws it into his mouth. <laughs> Bruce does see that uh, saw Zeke get harmed, correct? Yes. Okay, so at that point then, Bruce is going to pull out his hammer and start to slowly walk at the old lady. And I think he's also going to turn on his K-pop playlist because, I mean, we're already in the in the outfit, so we might as well go, like, <laughs> pull on like K-pop Power Ranger mode. He's going to start approaching her to let her know that was not cool. So is he squaring off or is he actually attacking her? He's squaring off. He's, yeah. Okay. Seeing Bruce square off, my hand is on my flamethrower, you know, because always in a small, close place, that's what you want. But that's what I have, so. Oh, Zeke just realizes that because he has unquenchable vitality, he can heal himself when he takes harm. So Zeke rolls. Well... Maybe Zeke should stop rolling. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) He rolled a six. Uh, Roll plus cool. Oh, I have negative one cool. Uh, He rolled a five. Uh, Heal two harm and stabilize on a seven to nine heal one. On a miss, your injuries worsen. Oh, drat. Kill ourselves before we even fire. Zeke, like his headache is really bad, and I'm not going to give you another harm, but I would say you are at, no, I'm going to give you another harm, because the other choice is to give you a negative one, and we don't need that karma in our lives right now. (laughs) Two harm, oh no. All right, Beth, go. I was just wondering if Bruce needs a very specific K-pop song, because I can give you one that gives you a little bit of coolness going on. Please do, please do. Please. You turn on We Are Bulletproof Part 2. Okay. By BTS. Okay. <laughs> Is part two better than part one? <laughs> Thank you. Because I personally, in real life, have never heard a K-pop song before. So I'm just kind of winging it. But It's good. Okay, cool. No, I got you. I got you. That's like my eye of the tiger music as I'm getting ready to, you know, be our meat shield. Yes. Um, Beth goes over to the hot mess that she made on the floor of all the weapons earlier and tries to find something additional to fight against Mildred if we need to do that. Maybe something she could throw. What are you looking for? I mean, they've got pretty much anything. (laughs) Did you say something to throw? Am I looking for ninja stars? (laughs) Yes, yes. You're looking for ninja ninja stars. Okay, then I'm looking for ninja stars. (laughs) All right. We will say that in your inventory, you now have ninja stars. Amazing. There. They were still actually, that was one of the few things that was still hanging on the, like, its little spot. So, I don't need you to call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say you have three. Okay. I'm just waiting for battle. Should we be questioning her more or? Staring at each other. Yeah. Should one of us still be like looking for a way out or something? Because the only place that we didn't check was like under the stairs, but that's over by her. So I don't know if that's good. Or the back of the room? Well, that's where I am with next to Elvis. Do I see anything? Do I see anything under the stairs? No, because it's basically like the stairs are cut into the ground. You know, you're in a basement, so you're pretty locked in here. Is there a bathroom in the basement? One would hope. Yes, it's over in the infirmary area. 
damn it, that's on the other side. I look up at her and I just ask her again. I said, who are you? Why are you here? I'm Mildred, dear, and I am just here to get something that I very desperately want. And then I'll be on my way. What do you want? I am looking for an artifact that I believe is kept down here. You really don't need to concern yourself about what it is. It's just something that's very important to me. Is it a necklace that's also a locket with a giant S on it? <laughs> that's randomly specific, dear. Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, do we have consensus that we need to prevent her from getting whatever this artifact is? It sounds like bad news. I kind of wanted to get it and then get it from her. So we let her get it and then we clobber her and steal it? I don't know that we're going to be able to. Would you tell us what you're looking for? We might have come across it. Oh, I think if you'd come across it, you would have known it and you would have it now. But tell me, where have you looked? I won't bother going there. Be careful around the jail. We checked the jail cell like twice and nothing's there. (laughs) Nothing is there. See, I don't know. Maybe we should tell her we looked in places we haven't. I was like, we haven't checked the jail cell yet. Definitely not the jail. We definitely haven't checked. Yeah. No, definitely yeah. not the jail. Definitely not We've the jail. We've thoroughly investigated the jail. No cell. reason nope, to nope. investigate the jail. <laughs> she starts walking into the room. She's been standing there patiently, but now she's walking into the room. I'm scared. She's stepping around Elvis. She's going to the right of Elvis because Elvis is on the floor at the bottom of the stairs and Susan is right there. So she's not doing anything to hurt Susan, but she's just walking around Susan and Elvis. Bruce is going to constantly stay close to her so that he can try and stay between the party and her so she can't hurt any teammates. Okay. He's in a fighter stance with his hammer. She's kind of side-eyeing you, but she's not walking with her front towards you. She's walking with you to her side, almost like she's not concerned about you at all. And she walks over to the conspiracy board, and she looks up at all of the different things that are on the conspiracy board. And she says, oh, well, isn't this charming? This is good information to have. This is very interesting. Bruce is insulted that she doesn't find him threatening. Uh... (laughs) What you looking at over there? Yeah. Yeah, what's so interesting? There are many more people involved in Baghdad than I would have initially thought. Who sent you? Who do you work for? Oh, I don't work for anyone, dear. I work for myself. I definitely have associates, but they're of no concern to you. And she starts looking around the edges of the conspiracy board. Mm, I knew there was something over there. Oh, man. Are we going to keep letting her look? Yeah, should we start looking too? You know, it's a race to find the hidden trap first, or the hidden switch first. Obviously, there's something there that's going to reveal something. Can Donovan do any kind of magic to, like, freeze her, or (laughs) now that we know where to look? (laughs) Well, she's looking at the board. I want to cast a spell. In D&D, it would be like Detect Evil. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Let's find out what she is. Yeah, okay. I want to find out, is she good or bad? So is that investigate a mystery, I guess? Or read a bad situation? Well, he's casting use magic, so he's using magic to get information. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. 
I'm only good at magic. I can't tie my shoelaces without magic. So. <laughs> okay. I rolled a natural seven plus three is 10. Okay. So exactly what information are you trying to figure out? Because I'm going to say that in this world, it's not like Dungeons and Dragons where everything has a solid alignment. Sure. Sure. This is a, a world where everybody's kind of, you know, out for their own and there's alliances and there's things that they want. And sure, there is ultimate evil, but that's going to be a very small percentage of what you're going to run up against in this campaign. Okay. Well, I guess I want to uncover her motives. Like, what is she after this artifact for? What's she going to do with it? Whose side is she on in this battle of hunters versus cryptocore? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is what I can do for you. That spell gives you a very strong reading of her aura. You can tell that she is very powerful, that she is not what she appears to be, mm-hmm. and that there is the aura of maniacal laughter, I guess, like my plan is coming to fruition type vibes coming off of her. Okay, okay. Maniacal laughter sounds evil. We need to stop her. <laughs> to me, like, that's that's the supervillain type of situation. <laughs> We're gonna go with evil! <laughs> okay, so I'm just gonna whisper to anyone, because I'm standing with the rest of the party, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna whisper to them, she's not what she appears, and she's very powerful. Whatever we do, we have to be very careful. Bruce attacks. <laughs> just kidding. She finds a little catch on the bottom of the bulletin board, and it reveals under the center of the board kind of pops off, like pops up, and she's able to slide it over, and there is some sort of like safe behind it. Is this safe open now? Can we see into it, or is this safe locked? The safe is still locked. Well, Bruce said he was attacking, right? I mean... No, that was a joke. That was a joke? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) well then i'm attacking i'm gonna use my magic and shoot a lightning bolt at her okay kapow (laughs) eight plus three that's eleven i'm emperor palpatine in her (laughs) (laughs) oh oh kid if if someone were to help him that would give him a 12 would that be of any kind of benefit no because not with magic yeah, it's not with magic, because basically what he's doing is he's kicking ass, but he's using magic to do it. Oh, yeah. So instead of rolling versus tough, I'm letting him roll versus weird. And you can inflict one harm on her, and it ignores armor. So the lightning ball smacks her in the back, and she kind of pushes up against the wall. She takes one harm, and she turns around slowly, and she goes... Oh, we're going to play, are we? Oh, God. (laughs) Donovan, I need you to roll plus tough. Plus tough. Plus tough. Oh, I have tough. Oh, this is great. There's one other thing I'm not terrible at. Okay, natural eight plus two tough is ten. Okay, so she waves her hand and you feel yourself being pushed back. And she says, oh, you're a little bit more powerful than I expected you to be. Very good. And so you take one harm, Okay. but you are not pushed back, but you're being pushed by a very heavy wind. 
but it's not air. It's like force. You old blowhard. You can't defeat us all. <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Her mouth gets very wide in a grin. Almost too wide for her face. And she goes, oh, this will be fun. I think Mildred's idea of fun and the Hunter's idea of fun might be a little different. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of What Is Not. We are going to do a really quick intermission today because it has been a very busy week. You can chat with us in real time over on Slack. You can find the geek to geek Media Slack by going to the Contact Us tab on the network website at geek to geekmediacom And while you're there, you can also join the geek to geek Media Discord server. You can follow us on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, or send us an email at podcast at AsTheDiceRollCast.com. Of course, you don't have to wait for episodes of As The Dice Roll to listen to our lovely cast members. You can listen to Todd on his podcast, Nerdberg Review and Farming Simulated. You can catch Katie on Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, and Disney Forever. And of course, you can always listen to me on my podcast, Geektitude. And even though they aren't on what is not, if you want to hear a great episode about D&D with our Cautious Optimism crew members, Raven and Bamashox, go check out the latest episode of Girls Gone Wow. That's it for me this week. I'll be back next Friday, March 4th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. And then again on Friday, March 11th, with the next episode of What Is Not. Until then, let's see if the Hunters can take down the evil librarian after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time, and we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Because Donovan opened up, that gave Bruce the go-ahead to engage in combat also. So since we're all doing like a Star Wars fight right now... Um, he's going to pretend that his hammer is a lightsaber and he's going to pretend that he can force leap at her and swing his hammer lightsaber at her. Okay. So roll some, kick some ass. Yes. That is a six. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait, can we help out? <laughs> Depends. What would you do to help him out? Because he's just kind of running in and smack him with the hammer. Oh, so you can't just like roll to help out. You have to like actually. Yeah, there has to be a reason why you're like, it's not just an automatic boost to the roll. You have to be able to justify it somehow. Oh, okay. I don't know how to help out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bruce. I, my spirit is like, yes, wanting to help you. <laughs> All right, so you run up to her to hit her with the hammer. She kind of force pushes you back across the room and you slam into 
the floor next to Susie and Elvis, and you take one harm. Okay. This sounds like a good time for some ninja stars, maybe. It does. So is Beth on the opposite side? So if she throws her ninja stars, does the creature turn away from us? Because we're over by the stairs now. And is Beth on the opposite side of her? No, because the armory is just to the left of the stairs. Okay. So if Susan is looking at Mildred, then Beth is standing behind you. Okay. I guess what I was thinking is if Beth is going to take action right now, I want to use that as a distraction to to do something as well. So I'll let Beth go first. All right. Roll some, kick some ass. Pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. I got a natural 10. And then adding tough is I have one. So 11. All right. So you can gain the advantage, take plus one forward, or give plus one forward to another hunter. You can inflict terrible harm, which would be making your one damage two. You are going to suffer harm because that's how kick some ass works in this. So you can take one less harm, or you can force them where you want them. I mean... It would be a great idea to put her in the, like the jail cell, right? Okay. That would be a great idea, yeah. If we can find a padlock. If we even know that that would keep her. Well, it's also on the opposite side of the room from her right now. So I don't know what the physics of that would be. Like, I think you could say that it knocked her back or that it made her drop to the floor. But I don't think she's going to fly across the room to get into the cage. It might benefit us most just to weaken her so that we can gain some kind of control over her and question her or something okay i can inflict terrible harm all right so it actually hits her like right above the heart and she's oozing out like a bluish green bloody grossness Mm. she cries out in pain and she says that was dumb dear and then she does kind of the force throw again to you and knocks you back into the cupboard and it does one harm Okay. So I don't know if this is going to help in any way whatsoever, but basically what I was thinking while she was fighting, I was trying to use that as a distraction and I was getting a syringe out and I had one of those vials in my bag and I just grabbed one at random and I was just kind of sliding toward her to like inject her in her thigh. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to do. Okay. Because I don't feel like I have anything to offer here, but I do have these random chemicals. God only knows what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to make her stronger, but... Uh, you you said you have a flamethrower, right? I could try the flame. Would you rather... Oh, just- that sounds like a good idea in an enclosed space with no ventilation. <laughs> uh, I know. Exactly. So let's go with the needle. With volatile chemicals. <laughs> yeah, there's a table full of tomes and scrolls between you and her. Let's not burn books. Yeah, let's not burn all the stuff to the ground. Yeah. So I used to be a softball player, so my goal is just to like slide right in and jammer in the thigh. All right. Roll for kick some ass. Five, six, seven, eight. That's nine for tough. All right. So you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. The amount of harm is based on the established dangers in the game. That usually means you inflict the harm rating of your weapon and your enemy inflicts their attacks harm rating on you. Okay, so it's been a long time since we've kicked some ass. So you slide in and you jab the needle into her leg. She cries out in pain and she kind of force throws you back against the wall, kind of toppling into the lab area. 
nothing explodes or anything. It just, you know, there's big crashes and glass beakers fall over and everything. And she's kind of in pain, but she's like shaking her head a little bit, like like she's a little off. Who else wants to attack her? She's vulnerable. <laughs> well, I think uh, Matt hasn't had a turn yet. Well, have we noted the fact that she bleeds blue-green goo? Oh, uh, I yeah. Think that may be telling us something a little bit. This Mildred, I don't think, is a Mildred. Can I trawl through my dark past, my memories, to see if I know anything? Sure. About that blue-green? Oh, crap. Okay, I got a three. So can I like make that use my luck and make that a 12? Sure. Okay. Oh, and then when I do luck, I discover something that is happening now that's related to something that I was involved in years ago. So in addition to the question that I have from my dark past is when I dealt with this creature or one of its kind, what did I learn? So I want to know, like, what do I know that could help us in this situation? That's what I'm after. All right, so you know from a previous use of luck, you know that your father was researching lizards before he died. And you know basilisks were one of them, but that he was also studying a race of lizard-like people. That's one of the things that he was focused on studying was was lizard people. And they are shape changers, and they have very intense psychic powers and they tend to bleed a bluish green ooze. Okay. And I don't know what could harm it or there's not a specific weakness necessarily that you know of, but you do kind of know a starting point of where you could find out if you did more investigation. I can check my journal. Now realize, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're doing these investigation roles. I'm trying to give you what you can do in the midst of a battle. <laughs> so like stopping and flipping through a journal might, what you might have to roll to actually succeed at that. From where I'm lying, I shout to everyone. I said, we know she's not what she seems. She's some kind of lizard person that can shape shift. I, I don't know what can hurt her, but you know, we need to fight. She says, a lizard? Well, that's rude. And then she turns to the safe, and she holds up her hand, and the safe dial starts spinning crazily back and forth. Oh, oh boy. Can Zeke get in this? What are you doing? Are you still got your face, like, ears deep into some peanut butter? What are you doing? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm soothing the soul with the peanut butter. But I was just thinking, maybe Zeke, while she's focusing her attention on this spinning combination, whatever you call those things, uh, maybe Zeke takes that opportunity to try and kick some ass himself. Okay, are we doing this as Zeke or are we doing this as the panda? I think Zeke is still the panda. I don't know. Let's see. I think does that give him any advantage one way or the other? Just an investigation rolls. Yeah, no. So I suppose maybe the peanut butter soothes Zeke sufficiently that he shifts back into his human Zeke form and takes that as an opportunity to kick some ass and go after Mildred Lee's. <laughs> There's peanut butter all <laughs> sticking in his beard. <laughs> True. And the K-pop outfit, of course, when he switches into his red panda, that does not support the K-pop outfit as well as the large Zeke. So he's once again in his boxers. <laughs> so on his way to attack Mildred, he might need to try and grab something out of one of the lockers in the dormitory. And I imagine Bruce is there to hand Zeke what he feels would be most appropriate sartorial attire to fight a lizard woman. <laughs> Bruce is on the floor on the other side of the room. Oh, <laughs> true that. 
<laughs> but I can see Zeke kind of running past to like grab a coat that's hanging on the wall next to the lockers. All right. And tossing it on as he charges at her. I'm assuming you're going to kind of go for a tackle or what are you going to do? We have a near naked Zeke wearing now a trench coat going on the attack against Mildred. Does he have a weapon? Um, Probably, yes. Zeke, well, he has a big knife is what Zeke has with him. Well, let's see. So Zeke could use the knife that he has with him or he can try and snatch something from the mess of things on the floor. Although that would be a lot of maneuvering around the room between tossing on a trench coat and grabbing weaponry. I would say your choices are you can stab her with your knife or you can hand-to-hand it. I'm thinking hand-to-hand. All right. Zeke's a big dude, so maybe he can overpower. Roll for kick some ass. <laughs> so, uh, Zeke rolls an 11. Kick some ass is tough, so that would be plus two. So that's 13. Nice. Hell yeah. Okay, that's that's a good roll. Good job. These are your choices. Anytime you kick some ass, there's an exchange of harm. So you're going to take damage, but these are your choices as additional options and not just doing harm. You can gain advantage, which means you take a plus one forward for any actions you take against Mildred moving forward. You can inflict terrible harm, which will give you a plus one to your damage. You can suffer less harm, which means you don't take any damage, or you can force them where you want them in relation to what is reasonable, or you can put her at a disadvantage of minus one. Hmm. So when you say put her where we want her, you mean... If you're coming at her, you could throw her to the floor, you could throw her up against the wall, you could push her back into the lab where Susan is right now. Like, I would say that's the direction you can push her. You've got those three options if you want to push her where you want her. I don't know that moving her around the space is going to gain us much advantage. It would seem that weakening her and preventing her from opening this safe might be our... You know, I wouldn't mind getting another jab in her because that chemical did something to her and made her head fuzzy. Although we probably should just inflict extra damage. Yeah. What were my damage options, those first two or three things? Well, if you're talking about damage, you can do an extra harm because right now you're going to do one harm to her regardless. Right. right. So you can either do two harm to her or you can take no harm. Well, because Zeke is able to heal himself with excellent rolls, of course, he will inflict extra harm. Okay. This is what happens. Zeke comes running at her and basically, are you going to punch her? Are you going to tackle her? What are you going to do? A right hook while shoving towards the floor. So a leap, a right hook in the air while leaping. Oh, you're doing like a pile driver thing. That's kind of, I like that. Yes, yes. That's Zeke's signature move. So it makes contact and it snaps her head to the side and she turns around and you see that her face is starting to strip off like snake skin. Mm-hmm. Ah. And underneath you see basically like these like a frog's mouth or a lizard's mouth. It's just this wide open maw. And she goes, well, that wasn't very nice at all. And she grabs you by your neck and slams you down on the ground and you take one harm. Hmm. Well, Zeke will roll for his unquenchable vitality so that he can heal himself. Ah, six, seven, eight. On a seven to nine, heal one harm and stabilize your injuries. All right. So basically, you don't take any damage from that. So you're now kind of on the floor at her feet. 
So this is what now happens. She goes, I'm done with all this. And she throws her arms up in the air and I need everybody to roll plus tough. Oh, jeez. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Twelve. Nice. Seven, eight, nine. I got ten. Fourteen. Go Donovan. Ooh, fourteen for Dom. I got two sixes, man. Plus two. Wow, you guys just rolled like crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Take that. Zeke goes sliding up against the refrigerator in the kitchen. Basically, she throws him back and slams him into the kitchen. The rest of you can't move. She's basically somehow she has held you all in place. And she goes, this has been fun, dears, but I think it's time for me to go. She throws her hand up next to her like she was just kind of casually tossing something to the side. And the safe does a couple extra spins and opens up. And out of it flies what looks like a very bejeweled dagger. It floats down into her hand. She starts walking towards the door and she goes, This has been just charming, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm afraid I have to go. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful evening. And just before she turns to exit, she seems to have some sort of seizure. And she goes, and she drops to the ground. (laughs) And down from the stairs with some sort of taser-like weapon is Vic. Yes! (laughs) We got Vic! Yes! Next time on What Is Not. Oh, you made yourself right at home. Excellent. Vic, we've been looking for you forever. There's a very, very big conspiracy going on, as you can see, by our wonderful conspiracy board. What's the next step to prevent the end of the world and make everything better? You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geek If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 